Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. Right now is the National Equine Forum, and I'm talking to Zach Bannum Hurd, who's from the Behavioral Insights team. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. My guest right now is Zach Bannum Hurd. He's from the Behavioral Insights team. Zach, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me on the podcast. You're welcome. Now, one of my favorite things is talking about behavior and psychology and why people do things. So yeah. can you just share with us what it is that the Behavioral Insights team do? Because you actually work with the government, don't you? Yeah, we work a lot with the government. We're actually, we were started in number 10 under Cameron and Clegg. Um, as a small unit trying to sort of explore ways to apply like a better understanding of human behavior to government policy and that kind of thing. Um, really small unit. They had like a two-year sunset clause when, when the unit was set up, which was I think they had to make something like 10 times as much money back for the government than it cost to set up the team or something like that by applying this new, new type of thinking. So they started on, on tax, trying to work out, okay, can you redesign tax letters to encourage people to to pay their tax on time. <laughs> Sorry, Zach, that does make me laugh. So, <laughs> so they're going to change the words of tax to entice yeah. people to pay it, but it still does the same thing. Yeah, no, it does. It does exactly the same thing. It's just loads of th- things in our in the environment like shape the way we make decisions. So it's not just, for instance, the the information that we're provided or the the costs um, or the trade offs or something. It's quite literally like how information is presented how it's framed, how we feel about things, influences the decisions that we make. So the, so the unit was set up to apply this kind of thinking of sort of a more like realistic model of how we actually make decisions to government initially. But now we work with private sector clients, third sector clients, um, or just, you know, if you're trying to think about how to change your behavior in your own life, maybe, okay, you're trying to actually go on a diet we all know dieting is really hard but maybe there's some little tactics you can use yourself to be like okay how can I make this this thing I want to do stick um so that's kind of the type of thing we'd, we'd work on it sounds fun yeah. it almost sounds a little bit naughty though like you're manipulating people but I guess you you do it for good you don't do it for bad <laughs> yeah well we call ourselves a, a, a social purpose company um and and we sort of get, get this that's a question that comes up quite a lot because people don't feel like it's, it's not a nice feeling to think other people are actually trying to influence your decision making mm. you can say the government is trying to do it the whole time that's why they have things like punishments or that's why they have like signs posts on the road the whole time to try and get you to stop speeding or something um i guess what what we do is you say okay if we're working for the government how can we actually make those things a bit 
have so they have better outcomes for people. So how can you make actually a better speeding sign, for instance? Um, or how can you actually sort of like deter antisocial behavior or something? So, yeah. And, and then the other, the flip side is we also try and generally encourage behavior change without having to make people, well, the point is we don't make people do anything. So this is a way mm. of, of trying to, if you're working with government to be like, rather than introduce new rules and regulations, how can you just try and change actually bits of our environment to make it more easy for us to actually do things like pay our tax on time or to lose weight if we want to do that. I like it. I'd love to talk in detail about what you've done for the government. But we, you know, we're from the equestrian industry. So we need to talk about the horsey world. And my goodness, have you got a a huge task ahead of you? Because some of the (laughs) hardest people to influence are horse owners who we're stuck in our ways. We know what's right. And um, and we're very we're not very easily easily influenced by what other people think. So how would you then relate some of what you do with your behavioral science? Because you have statistics and things. How you you use that for the equestrian industry so I, I guess possibly in two ways the first way would be okay is there sort of equestrian organizations um, that are, are trying to influence the, maybe the behavior of their members or or other other people so we work quite a lot of organizations that actually try and influence the behavior of, of people that they're, they're working with or are we are we thinking about um just people in the equestrian sort of world who want to actually change their own behavior and so you can think about both. So, for instance, if you're thinking about, so I know that horse obesity is, is a problem. If we think about human obesity, for instance, you could apply the same thing to your own self and to other people. So if yourself would be like, okay, if you want to stop eating a whole pack of biscuits, probably a good idea to put them in like quite a high shelf. So it just makes it a bit more extra effort to actually go get the biscuits. Or if you take them into your sitting room, maybe just take, like two or more, however you want on a plate rather than the whole packet. Or if you're trying to work. I've got, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've, I've got one to, add, to <laughs> okay, advise add, and yeah. help with how not to eat biscuits. The worst thing is to take a full back of biscuits to bed with you, because no matter how much you think that you're going to have one before you know yeah. it, the whole, exactly. <laughs> the whole and, packet's gone. And you're, and you're in bed, you're probably not unlikely to get out of bed. That's, that, highlights, that highlights two two really important things there about change behavior. If you want to change behavior, make it easy. That's like the fun, first fundamental thing, make it easy. If we well, make a good behavior easy, make a bad behavior slightly harder to do. In that, in that instance, it's too easy just to, we take part of least resistance in, in bed. We're not going to actually take the biscuits away, take them hide them in a, in, a, in a cupboard. So make it easier for yourself by just putting like a few on a plate and taking them to bed. And make that decision earlier mm. um so yeah number one rule make something easy yeah it, uh, okay so when i think about things that i'd like to change in the industry i'd like people to be nicer to each other because there's a lot of nastiness there's a lot of backstabbing there's lots of bullying yeah so if you know i guess one thing is to make sure that my behavior is that i'm supporting other people yeah but then how would i go to helping other people be nicer because you know that's up to them to change their behavior so how does this behavioral insights work to 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 a bigger a bigger audience that's uh, that's an interesting problem because obviously it'd be great if everyone was nicer to each other and it'd be quite cool to work on a project trying to do that but one thing that you we could definitely think about is we just like horses are social animals we're, we're social animals and we follow the herd we follow what other people do so we if we think um that being nice is the norm and that's the thing everyone is doing and we see everyone else being nice we're going to be nicer 
Um, if we see other people being less nice, we're going to be less nice. So one thing you could do is trying to give more publicity or, or, or make it more obvious when people are being really nice. The problem is, for instance, online, we often see the worst stuff because we only see like often we only see when people are really like angry or, or mean. And those are the things that can get shared quite a lot. We don't necessarily see the stuff in mm. which someone's done quite something quite nice. Like the news is a good example of that. We only ever see bad news. We don't see all the great things happening in the world. Um, so often people think that the world is terrible. Obviously, the world in many regards is, is bad and, and can be improved. So if we made nicer behavior more obvious um, and brought it to attention more, then I think it would show other people that, that actually most people are really nice and people would follow. So to influence people's behavior then yeah. on, a, on a bigger scale, yeah. I, am I right in thinking there needs to be some form of leader? So if, if we go, um, yeah. rather than going too big, let's start with individually, for us to change our own behavior, we need to make it easier for ourselves. Yeah. If we want to influence maybe five to 10 people's opinions, mm-hmm. so let's say a delivery yard, we want yep. people to be nice to each other and have a supportive environment. Then, yeah. then the leader that builds in that ethos of it's a good thing, the livery yard owner who builds in that ethos of it's a good thing to be nice to each other and to be supportive, that's the done thing to do. Yep. Therefore, everybody else will be nice to each other. Yeah. And then, so then to go to an even bigger scale, because mm-hmm. we do have a problem in our industry, Zach, of, of mm-hmm. very unsupportive, highly competitive, you know, there's kind of this middle run of, of people who just aren't nice. And okay. so, and, and that becomes the culture. And we need to change that culture to, no, we're not going to, you know, have a go at someone because they're, they're wearing a different numner or yeah. they're not wearing matchy-matchy or yeah. they don't seem to be in with the click. Um, so on an even bigger scale then, how do pe- the bodies like British Horse Society, like uh, British Equestrian Federation, British Dressage, British Show Jumping, how do they influence the industry to be more supportive? I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about leaders. So this is what we're, we are really influenced by our ro- role models. Um, who we sort of people that we identify with we tend to shape our behavior to be like okay that's person I think I'm like them or I want to be like them I'll be like them likewise the people who deliver a message is really important so we call this the messenger effect which is basically who is actually saying something is going to dictate quite heavily how we interpret it and what we do so, so for example, your ambassador, your yeah, ambassadors. Your ambassadors, yeah. So, if you've got an ambassador for a, for a brand, then their message of what they're saying is is reflecting what you're thinking as a brand. So, it's important yeah. to select yeah. the right kind of ambassadors. Yeah, really important, and and likewise, the right type of people to offer inf- information or advice. Like, I I don't know in in the equestrian world, I don't know exactly who the best pe- people are to give veterinary advice. For instance, it might be vets, it might be scientists, it might be your friends, it might be brand ambassadors, I don't know. Someone will probably be the best person to actually say the information. Likewise, to try and get people... The, the vet. The vet. Yeah, is it the vet? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the vet. The problem is that we we think that we know better than the vets and quite often our friends and our colleagues and... And, yeah. and, and that's why the, the equestrian industry is totally different because we are so opinionated <laughs> and we're a really hard breed to, to influence because we're stuck in our ways. We do things very traditionally and, and we're so passionate about our yeah. what we think is right because a lot, of, a lot of our thoughts and processes are subjective yeah, yeah. and, and opinion based. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You've hit on two really important things again there. One is people in the question industry have, have opinions. Everyone has, have, has opinions. And often if you want to change behavior, a lot of people try and change people's opinions or attitudes, but that often doesn't filter through to actually behavior change. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it, it doesn't. So if you want to focus on actually change behavior, maybe best to focus on behavior. And another point you highlighted was we get stuck in our habits and, and habits form really early. So if you want to change behavior, trying to target like a particular moment in time when people are most receptive to that is really important. So if you want to, for instance, if, if we did a, a, a trial in the past where if you want to get people to, to adopt bikes to ride to work in the city, the best time to, to target people with like a, to advertise this new scheme is when people have just moved house. So they're much more receptive to changing their, their transport once they've already changed their house. Likewise, wow, how did you find that out? Well, we, we think do things called randomized control trials, which is quite a fancy word of basically saying you get your, your sample of people that you want to run the, the sort of the test with. So this could be, I don't know, like thousands of, of homeowners um, in a particular area. You split them randomly into two groups. One group, which is going to get what you call the intervention, which is the new thing. So like an, an advert for a bike scheme. And then one group, won't get the, the same advert. Maybe it'll get the, a different advert or an original advert. And then you test the, the effect of that advert on the likelihood people adopt the scheme. Um, that's what we call a randomized control trial. It's, it's a bit like a placebo effect in, in sort of medicine. Like give, you could give people like a, a real drug or you could give people what they think is a real drug and see what the difference is. Um, but going back to, to thinking about when's the best time to, to try and change people's behavior, um, we, we like to go to the gym. People sign up to the gym much more on a, on a Monday or the start of a month or the start of a year. That's the moment when we're receptive to like starting, okay, thinking about a new, new sort of fitness regime. So in, in the equestrian industry, can we think about when are the most appropriate times to try and help people change their behavior if they're, if they're wanting to? You, you, you might have some good ideas in there. I don't know. <laughs> I need to do more. 
I'm I'm mesmerized by you. I'm completely <laughs> lost. I'm thinking, gosh, what would we? When would be the best times? I think. Well, yeah. When I when I think about the podcast, so I yeah. you know I release the podcast every Monday night because yeah. I thought, well, it's the least. It's the night when there's le- the least amount going on. So yeah. um, that's when we have our networking hour because I think, yeah. well, you know, especially in the winter, uh, more people are in, they're in the warm they and, and, and they're looking for new ideas in the winter yeah. ready for the yeah. summer. Whilst in the spring yeah. and the summer, more people are out riding and, you know, there's, there's a lot more going on. Obviously, I'd love to influence everybody in the world to listen to the podcast. <laughs> And um, and slowly but surely, I'm I'm making my way through that, Zach. Yeah. Um, but I'd really love to do to do some good. And so, you know, I guess we leaders have a sense of responsibility. You've got a huge sense of responsibility when you're thinking uh-huh. about how you're going to influence people's behaviour. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a good job you're a nice person because <laughs> technically you could do a lot of damage. So, so we, yeah, we, we, we acknowledge that and we have an ethics review for the, the, all the trials and, and stuff that we run. And also it's something which I think anyone working in with government has like a, or, or even in, in big industries have, have a responsibility that they should be aware that, okay, what they do does influence people's behavior. And that's kind of the, one of the reasons why we say, well, we're big believers in actually trying to test stuff. So you find evidence to be like, okay, you are going to influence people's behavior. So you want to do it in the best way. Um, actually test what effect you, what you do has on people so that you know if it's having a positive or negative effect. So often a lot of the stuff that government does or private companies do, they might think it's doing a great thing but might have the opposite effect. For instance, if you tell people, mm. if you go, if you tell people that, for instance, right now with the, with the coronavirus, if you tell people um, 99% of people don't wash their hands correctly, you you might i don't i that's complete I'm, i made that up i don't know what the what the fact is oh okay yeah. fine because you were just yeah, about yeah, to freak yeah me yeah out no, no. But if, <laughs> if you say everyone's doing a bad thing then mm-hmm. then people will be like oh everyone's doing a bad thing clearly that's the normal thing to do i won't i'll keep doing that thing um so rather than advertise the sort of something that people are doing wrong or saying that you want to change it's, it's best to highlight the good thing that they're doing and advertise that so how can we cross this over to welfare horse welfare then because it's hard to talk about welfare without talking about you know the awful things that people do and and if we and and i and i totally respect what you're saying but if we set go out there to to not just the equestrian industry but to the general public and say you know 10 percent less horses were abused this year than last yeah. year again i made yeah. that quote up yeah, yeah, yeah. then um then actually people won't be donating and won't be looking out for the welfare of horses so Absolutely. how can we obviously not all of your ideas are going to cross over with 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 everything but how do we influence people's behavior to to stop the abuse i i guess one thing would um this is me speaking completely hypothetically i haven't worked on animal abuse or horse welfare or anything specifically but it'd be, if you're trying to stop that you'd need to really dig down and, and work out what's actually driving the behavior is it that is are people motivated to actually do harm that they could be in, and they'd be important to work it out or is it that they might not have the actually the sort of the capability to, to not do harm so for instance do they have the right facilities or something like that is it is that the problem or is do they have don't have the right information on how to treat a horse correctly or do they do they know what is it 
is it what people around them are doing? Is it because other people around them are treating horses badly and they're just following what other people are doing? Is it that there, for some reason, is an incentive them not to treat a horse well? Um, you need to probably really dig down to work out what is it that's actually driving the behavior in the first place and what would be the barrier to actually changing that behavior. So this really fits in well step. with what Rowley Owers and Barry Johnson were talking about, the social license, um, yeah. in, in that what is acceptable socially, what do we, you know, generally, the, 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 uh, the majority of society believe in? And if the majority of us believe that, you know, treating horses uh, badly um, is the wrong thing to do, then society can influence that behaviour. So I guess you're, what you're doing and the social licence go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we we absolutely influenced by what, what people around us are doing. Even to the extent in which there's some really cool studies, they're quite old, old now, from like, I think like the 50s, where you literally show people like a piece of line on, on a paper, like a line, and you, people have to pick which one's the longest line. And it's obvious which one the longest line is. But if you sit people on in a room and 10 people say that the short line is the longest line, people suddenly are like, yeah, the short line is the longest line uh, because they don't want to say the thing, they don't want to be the odd one out. We don't like being the odd one out. So yeah, we're completely influenced by what other people are doing. So highlighting good behaviours that other people are doing will help us actually do that good behaviour ourselves. I like that. Okay. Well, then today I would like everybody who's listening to post a, a tweet or a Facebook or an Instagram and include hashtag horse hour, hashtag NEF20 and post something good that you witnessed today. And it might be something that you've done that's good. It might be one of your um, horse friends on the livery yard that have done well. You might be at a competition and think, you know what? I saw a lady today and um, her horse was a little bit spooky and she handled that situation really well. So I think yeah let's let's start promoting some goodness let's start making the change uh, and being being better and nicer to each other ourselves and then hopefully Zach we might be able to make some change and make a difference absolutely if we did that definitely would make a change well thank you very much for your time today it's it's fascinating um I'm going to try and persuade you to to do a some sort of experiment with us I think I think it'll be so much fun to see what we could do to to really make a huge improvement in the industry um you can see Zach's talk live if you head to the national equine forum.com website register and uh, and then you can if you if you're listening to this at a later date then you can go onto YouTube and replay Zach's talk so um, Zach, thanks so much. Thank you, Amy. It's been great having me um, on the podcast and have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear further guests at the NEF. I speak to Abigail Turnbull. She talks about surviving strangles at Richmond Equestrian Centre. I also talk to Rolly Owers, the Chief Exec of World Horse Welfare, and Dr. Barry Johnson, who talk about the social licence. And then I speak to David Rendell, who talks about worming and how horses are becoming resistant to wormers. And finally, Kirsty from the RSPCA, who's an inspector. You can also watch all the guest speakers at nationalequineforum.com. And if you're listening to this later, then you can play those back on YouTube. Hope you've enjoyed listening. I'll speak to you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.